Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. I am Josh Lander coming to you a little bit differently today than we normally do things. I'm recording it right now separate from Nate who already put in a couple of his picks for this video which we are bringing you some best bets from this Saturday game here uh, in the NBA as the Western Conference playoffs roll on Nuggets up two to zero Uh, like I said some best bets in this video we're also bringing you player props recording those separately as well so make sure to like and subscribe to that page and continue to follow along we will be back together on Sunday for those Sunday games so continue to uh, check those out and come back to us here on the YouTube channel also want you to head to thelines.com you can check out all the great written content that we are putting up there on the site and use the odds finder tool we have up there you can uh, see this really nice chart that we've got for you guys uh, where we lay out all the different sports books that are giving us odds and bets in this NBA postseason so you can compare those odds make sure you're getting the best juice on all your bets Uh, I will say the last time we talked about this game I was talking about it solo without Nate at all as he was still on vacation Uh, did pretty well in that game called a number of those props uh, as I was putting props and best bets into one video Uh, the Nuggets barely don't cover the five and a half uh, which interestingly is what we have once again uh, for this the uh, for this year this game three just an inverse where the uh, the Nuggets now the the, uh, away team will be plus five and a half in this one total at about 222 uh, after seeing a pretty low scoring game there in game two for these two teams so I'll let Nate uh toss to Nate for his first best bet of the night yeah with the Lakers going back home I'm definitely thinking under once again um I mean they're four and two to the under in these playoffs at home obviously six and oh but some of the defensive numbers are just staggering the ones that went over uh are definitely the outliers in that case I mean we're talking about a 118 defensive rating when they're on the road versus 98 at home Anthony Davis individually 88 defensive rating at home uh, versus 110 on the road. It's still pretty good, but uh, of course, uh, 88 is incredible. Um, In the clutch, also just like 89 defensive rating at home in the clutch in this postseason. So as the going gets tougher, the Lakers defense will step up more. We've talked about it, you know, how they're starting to approach more of that bubble mentality in 2020 where they were clearly winning games on defense and that's what Davis brings to the table first and foremost. And look, Denver, uh, we know the offense dips on the road. I mean, they were 14th in offensive rating on the road this season versus top three at home. The pace also dipped a little bit. Uh, and then you look in these playoffs, they're, they're at only a 97 and a half pace on the road in these playoffs. They're two and three. Some of the defensive numbers are, you know, staggeringly bad, which would make you think over, but I'm, I'm really just looking at that as Devin Booker and Kevin Durant having out of body experiences in two of the the three games there in Phoenix that were just utterly ridiculous. And I don't think you can say that, that Denver's defense is not going to be up to the task in some way here. Um, Their offense though, going back to that, I mean, they average, they only get 21 free throw attempts. They only average 10 threes at 35% on the road. And they're actually scoring 10% more of their points in the paint on the road versus at home. 51% of their points coming in the paint, which is just not going to be as effective against the Lakers and Anthony Davis, who, as I mentioned, is just an utter defensive juggernaut at home. So uh, that is why we're thinking under. Again, the number 223, I guess I didn't mention that off top, but that's the number at as I record this here on Friday night. Looking at 223. 
putting a full unit on that and then also looking at half a unit on just the Lakers money line with that under to just jump the odds there plus 185 I mean Lakers had a very good chance to win both of those first two games uh, as I mentioned six and0 at home undefeated. But the Nuggets, I mean, that had a natural kind of letdown in these last two series as they hit the road um, and were not really quite the same team. Also, I mean, again, going back to the under, like both teams had tired legs in that in that game. I know Denver's supposed to be used to playing at altitude, and, but in game two, it looked like they had nothing there down the stretch until Jamal Murray just went off. And, and then they were just suddenly hitting very tough shots and, and that pretty much carried them through. But that game was going to go way under. Uh, game one went over just like the Warriors and Lakers game one because old dudes with rest. And now the Lakers on an every other day schedule, not going to have that rest, not going to have as good of an offense, but their defense, I think, again, can carry them. They have, you know, they're throwing in more Rui Achimura, more more defense, therefore, and uh, going to, I think, keep this game low scoring enough to, for the 223 to hit. So interestingly enough, as we record these separately in somewhat of a battle style video, uh, I am actually going uh, the other way from what Nate is thinking here with some of the unders. I'm not necessarily touching uh, the, 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 the spread or the money line per se. I already have uh, the Nuggets to win this series in a futures bet uh, and, and knew it wasn't going to get any better for them uh, than the minus 155 I was able to take them at. So instead, I'm actually going the other way on the total, though, and I am just hitting over 222 uh, in this one, which you can get. Uh, 222 on FanDuel right now, 222 and a half on DraftKings and most other books. So 222, the best uh, number there from FanDuel. And the only thing that's keeping me feeling even better than I already feel about this game uh, is the fact that, you know, some of the stuff that Nate actually brought up there where he was talking about the defensive rating at home for the Lakers. They are very, very good at home in these playoffs with that 98 defensive rating, giving up just under 100 points per game as well. So you worry about that, but like this is Denver. Uh, and at this point, this is for sure the best offense remaining in the league. You can make the, the argument that though Sacramento had the best offensive rating, one of the best in the history of the NBA, uh, that the, the Nuggets were, you know, a more efficient, team a more reliable offensive team and the best in the nba that's my opinion anyway um and you know they're not necessarily they're better than the warriors offense even which we saw stall out at uh you know on the road against this lakers team for the most part um and, and obviously the same case was made for for memphis who struggled really in the entire series but definitely on the road uh, against la as well where they did not win so um you know th that's a different story than this nuggets team which is putting up 118 points per game on the road in the playoffs, uh, actually three more than they're putting up at home, the 115 that they're putting up at home. Um, and at home, their games are averaging 115 to 103, so about 218 points uh, versus on the road where they're averaging uh, about 233 as they're giving up 115 points per game uh, on the road versus that really good defense that's only giving up 103 at home. So I think the Lakers are going to be able to score a lot more at home where they're also scoring more points per game uh, in the playoffs by to the tune of 118 at home versus 109 on the road. Um, and so they're just, you know, there's high, most teams, the only, in fact, the only teams that are scoring more points on the road in the playoffs than at home uh, is Denver. And the other two teams that did it are out in the first round, the Clippers and the Timberwolves. Everybody else is scoring more points. Uh, I'm sorry, I should put the Heat in there as well, not the, uh, not the Timberwolves. The Heat are, are still alive and they're scoring more on the road than they are at home.
home right now, um, but just barely. And so the point is, is most teams are not. Uh, the, the, the Nuggets are one of those teams that are. And so you find yourself, we, I find us in a good situation to take over 222. If they're going to get 115 to 118 points, which I've got to expect, I, I don't think that this, this Lakers defense has shown that they can stop that. Um, kudos to, to Rui for, you know, getting minutes and playing well in offense. But uh, his defense was fine on Joker, I guess. It's just, it's not going to be something that stops it. So I continue to feel good about, about points in this one. I, I, it was a situation in game two, you know, with that little bit of that under where um, well, big time under was only 211 points scored. Um, but we saw, you know, the altitude get to people. And it was hilarious to see graphics come up on different shows the next day talking about is altitude a real thing? Like, did that really impact the Lakers in game two? It's like, yeah, altitude is a scientific fact uh, that we can look at how it impacts the, the human body uh, and its ability to break down oxygen. So both teams were a little bit more tired, which has been the case in game two in Denver, all playoffs long. Then you come back to game threes, and they're going to places like back to Phoenix, uh, now back to L.A., both much lower uh, altitudes, much closer to sea level, uh, a lot easier to breathe and play up and down basketball. And in the last two games, one was Minnesota uh, and, and one was in Phoenix in terms of the game threes that, that Denver has played in this series. And we're talking about 117 points per game with those games uh, for, for Denver and both those games averaging 233 points per game played at 101 and a half pace. Um, so you see teams able to, to really pick up that pace a bit more. Um, than they were, you know, in, in, in the second game uh, with that altitude that they're playing in Denver. There was 102 pace played in game two, just not the best legs uh, available to, to really make shots as both teams shot horribly from the field after incredibly good numbers in game one. So I expect things to go back to a little bit closer to game one in terms of the efficiencies and the pace to remain about 101 and a half, 102, uh, definitely. So I, I think over 222 in this game is a really solid bet. Yeah, and so I'm thinking under, and in that sense, I'm thinking Lakers to win a pretty close game. I don't think the Nuggets are just going to fade away down the stretch. I mean, I look at those two games in Phoenix, even when Devin Booker and Kevin Durant were having out-of-body experiences, the, the Nuggets found a way to stick around. I and mean, Jokic, Murray, their two-man game, just so unstoppable. So we're looking at losses of five and seven points in Phoenix and a, and a loss of six points in Minnesota when Anthony Edwards had that out-of-body experience to to uh, extend that series. So we haven't seen the Nuggets lose by double digits in the postseason on the road here. I mean, we have seen them thrash the Suns to, to close that one out <clears throat> and beat the Wolves, but I don't think the Lakers are going down meekly by any point. And, and in fact, I think they're going to win this game. So you look at their on-the-road this postseason, the Nuggets are plus 2.5, Net rating, it's obviously very close. 118 offense, 116 defense, more or less. They, I talked about in the in with the first pick how their pace slows down. They go down to 96 pace in the fourth quarter on the road. And just not that good in the clutch in those situations. One and three record in these clutch games on the road with a 129 defensive rating versus an 89 defensive rating at home this postseason. So... That is why I think the Lakers will be able to pull away a little bit. I know Josh likes taking that fourth quarter under, and it's probably a good spot for him to look at this as well. I'll get to see what his picks will be. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Lakers at home in the clutch, they have a 62 defensive rating in the in the very limited sample size. 110 offensive rating, not exactly blowing doors off. But, it's it's again, it fits with my first pick to say, like, Lakers win under in a relatively close game, at least a single-digit game. So you bet the win margin 
one to five points plus 400 or six to 10 points plus 410. Again, you put those two together, that's giving you better odds than the one to 10 win margin, which is the exact same bet. It's just a matter of how, you know, you can slightly juke the, the units you put on each of those ones. For my money, I'd probably think six to 10 is a little more likely. That's just where we see games wind up with the foul game, etc. But basically, yeah, to round out my two picks, I think the Lakers are going to win a low scoring close game. We'll see if that all comes true. Uh, but I think, yeah, the, either way, that that's the right game theory to play this game three. All right, I'm looking at my final pick here, and I'm going with a same-game parlay uh, with a few guys in this game, and I'm looking at Joker, D'Lo, and Anthony Davis. Let's talk Jokic to go 25 points or over, uh, D'Lo to get 10-plus points, and AD to get 20-plus points. You put all three of those together, uh, and it's plus 140 on DraftKings. I'm talking about a half a unit on that one. Uh, and if you are about to watch, uh, hopefully either have watched or are going to watch the player props video, I do talk about D'Lo and Anthony Davis uh, in that video as well. And so just kind of starting with some of their numbers, like for me, it's time to go back to D'Lo uh, as his number has finally gotten low enough, mostly on the threes. Um, but definitely the points as well. You can still get it uh, for 12 and a half uh, on FanDuel right now, minus 130. So, um, you know, if you want to get this the same game parlay on there uh, with D'Lo and get a few more points as well, you might be able to juice that up. But um, as far as, you know, what, what I'm off, what they're offering here on, on DK, I like just having him get 10 points in this game. He scores uh, 18 points per game on the road, or excuse me, at home in these playoffs versus 12 on the road, shoots much better, shoots more, uh, and just plays a lot better. He's just your, 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 you know, sort of classic role player playing much better at home, especially in big situations like the playoffs. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling good about him. Anthony, every other Davis, uh, no disrespect, but it is, I'm bringing it up because it is time uh, after an 18-point output in game two for us to go back to him to get over 25 in this game. But I'm just using 20 points for him in this one uh, just as some, uh, you know, to, to sort of put some numbers behind the point I'm making there. He scored less than 20 points five times um, before this last time where he did it now his sixth time in game two of this series but prior to that in this playoffs five times he did it uh where he scored less than 20 the games after that game where he scored less than 20 he's averaging there's five of those games obviously averaging 31.4 points per game in 38 and a half minutes in those games has a 28 and a half percent usage rate gets to the free throw line nine times a game that's including one game where he got 30 plus points uh with just three free throw attempts as he was just cooking uh against the timberwolves so um not the timberwolves the the grizzlies sorry um but yeah like, like ad to come back 20 points isn't too much to ask for after an abysmal game two where he just didn't do much on offense. He still had 18 points. Uh, I'm just looking for him to get two more to finish out this prop. And now over to Joker where 25 plus for him, like his prop is at 28 and a half and you get pretty good juice on that. I wouldn't be mad at anybody who wanted to take Joker to get 30 in this game or more uh, in his five games on the road in these playoffs, 35 and a half points a game. He's gone over 30, uh, 30 or more anyway in four of those five. Um, and he, he got 20 in one of those. So, you know, and it was against the Timberwolves game three, who knows how hard he was really trying at any point in that series, even when he scored 40 uh, in, in that series. So, you know, I, the, the, uh, the fact that they're on the road is what I'm looking at with Joker and that he really turns on the scoring 
at this point to, you know, really carry the team, which he knows he needs to do that. When you look at some of the numbers for these role players, once again, super classic role players for the Nuggets playing super well at home in these playoffs, not nearly as well on the road, specifically in the scoring department. And, and that even goes for Jamal Murray, who's scoring four, uh, almost five points fewer on the road right now in these playoffs than he is at home. Aaron Gordon, three fewer per game on the road. Uh, Bruce Brown, four fewer per game on the road. KCP, one and a half fewer points per game. And the only other player besides Jokic to have uh, more points on the road than at home is Michael Porter Jr., which congratulations to MPJ for playing well on the road so far, scored about 16 and a half points per game uh, on the road versus 13 and a half at home. So, you know, maybe you expect him to come out and, and for him to get 16 points in this game is actually pretty good money on DraftKings as well. Uh, and a few other books right around uh, even money for MPJ to get 16. But I'm just putting Joker in this prop for 25. I think he's probably good for 30, um, but I can still get plus 140 on my money for this one. So I'm feeling pretty good about this little same game parlay where I, I lowered all these guys props uh, to places that I feel really comfortable about in game three. So you're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Glad to have Nate back, uh, and I'm going to toss, toss to him for his first NBA play a prop for Saturday. Yeah, I feel the safest bet here is Austin Reeves, actually. Not either LeBron or Anthony Davis, Anthony every other Davis, who, you know, is due for a big game if you're following that model. Uh, but I'm not going to bet on him at this point. I think Austin Reeves has become an integral part of this Lakers team, and that's why you've seen him play 39 minutes per game in the series, averaging 22.5 points and 6.5 and assists. So looking at 20.5 assists, this is over under here. That's why you're getting minus 115 odds. Pretty good uh, safe bet, though, I, I feel, for him to top that for once again. In his last five, he's done it. He's averaging 21 points and 5.5 and assists since the end of that Warriors series. Uh, where it was really just a worse matchup for him for a number of reasons. Defensively struggling 
at times to, to, to stay on the floor. But against Denver, I mean, they're not really attacking the shooting guard as much. It's it's more about the guys on Murray and Jokic, obviously. So Reeves is able to stay out there. He's, again, playing nearly 40 minutes a game in these first two. And been very effective, 50% from the floor, 56% from deep. He's been a plus 10 in those 39 minutes. So it's basically, uh, you know, kind of a, another head scratcher at how the Lakers lost both those games. But the Denver defense is worse on the road. In these playoffs, it's 116 is their defensive rating. They allow 49% field goal shooting versus 46% at home. They allow a couple more assists. Reeves, again, going up with this matchup, he actually had a huge triple-double, his only triple-double in his career in late April last season, you know, in a in a meaningless game. But he dropped 31-16-10 against Denver, so clearly enjoys kind of playing in this matchup. And, and more importantly, I mean, he's just going to have the ball in his hands more because D'Angelo Russell can't really stay on the floor at this in, at this so far in the series. The Nuggets are just going right at him. Um, and getting him out of there. And Dennis Schroeder hasn't been much more effective. So it's been a lot of LeBron and Reeves running the offense. Um, and LeBron twisted his ankle on top of having that foot injury. So I think you get a little bit more of a nod towards Reeves. I do also like LeBron to get eight dimes, but the odds aren't, they're like minus 125 on that. Um, but, you know, LeBron and, and Reeves, I think, will both have effective games here. Even though I do like under in this game to a degree, I just think that you follow the minutes and and that those guys will maintain their production. Love Austin Reeves pick from Nate, as he probably knows, because he was following along from the road. Uh, when I was making my picks, I took Austin Reeves as well uh, in that one to get over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, I'm fine going back with the assists for him. I like adding all of it together as well, continuing to and moving forward. I think even the 16 and a half points, like he's probably going to continue to get close to 20. He's playing 42 minutes uh, and obviously has a really nice usage rate. Continue to talk about how often he's being used as a part of the pick and roll, uh, especially with LeBron James. It's lethal. People are laughing at it, but it's lethal. uh, And he's going to get paid this summer. So uh, I'm going to move on to another Laker, though, because uh, I I think it's a very interesting pick after I I just I I don't know how many times in my life that I felt so sure that someone was going to go under one game and then really confident in them to go over in the next one. Um, I was actually, it's, I'm talking about D'Lo right now, D'Angelo Russell. I love most importantly, the over one and a half threes for him in this game for him to make two threes is minus minus one fifteen on DraftKings. I'm putting a unit and a half on it because I love it. Uh, and I'm also going to put another little half or actually a full unit on him to get over 13 and a half points in this game, which is about even money on DraftKings. I will say, while uh, leading into that game, too, I was very confident in D'Lo uh, to, to go under at least the points, rebounds, and assists. He actually went under on the points, most importantly, as he only got 10 uh, on some not very good shooting, uh, only one for five from three, uh, and, and only, five, uh, what was he, three for eight from the field. So, um, you know, it, he did fine to help us out there. We, we, we got under pretty comfortably, actually, well, not about, about three, decently comfortable. It wasn't too much of a sweat. He got he got us under. Um, but, you know, the thing that I was worried about after reading some stuff about D'Lo was that Darvin Ham is a coach who believes in his players. Uh, and Darvin Ham believed in D'Lo even after all of the talk was Bruce Brown calling out D'Lo, saying they were trying to attack him uh, and that they, you know, were, were trying to get him off the floor, which is somewhat of a compliment. They were trying to get him off the floor because of how hot he can get from deep. And I think that's what Bruce Brown meant more than anything. But it just turned into like we were targeting him because he sucks on defense. And he does suck on defense. So that was a fair point. But Darvin Ham believes in him and told him after game two or game one, rather, 
I don't need you to be the best defensive player on the floor. I just need you to, to score. I need you to rebound. Uh, and he did get a bunch of boards. He got three, he got five assists. Um, and, you know, he was really aggressive when he was shooting and, and was someone that kept the, the, the flow of the offense moving for the Lakers, uh, taking the right shots within the flow of the offense. A few questionable shots, um, but for the most part, you know, playing pretty well on offense. He just didn't hit the shots in that game. Um, but, you know, I was a little bit worried after realizing that Ham was not going to just sit him no matter what. He played 32, about 33 minutes. Um, in game two there. So Ham showing us that like, he's still going to play Russell, even if the, uh, you know, the narrative that's being, you know, created and the narrative that's sort of present objectively is that he's bad at defense. And he has been with, you know, 168 individual defensive rating in game one, like he is a bad defender, um, but he brings value to this team in other ways on offense and does things that most other guys on this team don't do, which is shoot the three uh, off the dribble. I mean, obviously Austin Reeves is the other guy that you feel comfortable doing that on this team, but that's pretty much it, especially because Malik Beasley is unplayable now. So, um, you know, he's going to continue to get out there to bring them that three-point dimension. And most importantly, all he is so much better at home, especially in the playoffs uh, where he's scoring 18 points per game at home versus 12 per game on the road. He's making 2.83, so basically three threes on 7.2 attempts. That's good for 39.5% from deep. Um, so if he's going to get seven attempts and he's going to make two, let's put it that way. Um, and versus on the road where he's making 1.1 threes per game in these playoffs on 4.6 attempts, much fewer. And that's still uh, only 24% from deep on the road compared to, like I said, about 40% at home. So I feel really good about him coming out. I mean, I feel great about the two threes. There's probably some really good juice you can get for four threes. If you want to bump it up, uh, I think you should definitely be targeting D'Lo in this game to hit the threes for sure. Uh, and then the points will probably follow, but I think the most important bet for me here is him to hit at least two threes. Uh, and if you want to juke that up by all means, like I, it's very likely that he hits, uh, it's very possible and almost likely that he hits three or four in this one. Okay, yeah, Aaron Gordon, five and a half rebounds, minus 111 at FanDuel. I, I would put a unit on that, uh, maybe a unit and a half if you do feel chesty. But I mean, as I always say, rebounds are a bit dicey. They bounce different ways. But that's why I'm banking on positive regression after he's had only seven boards in the first two games of the series. He's, he's played 37 and a half minutes. He's been a plus 15, so he's obviously... Got to stay on the floor. I mean, he's absolutely vital for the Nuggets in terms of guarding either Davis or, or LeBron. And maybe that's why he hasn't gotten as many boards because he's been the primary defender and then it's hard to get the rebounds. But it's going to revert closer to the norm here, which is to say per 36 minutes, he gets eight rebounds. And he's also had six plus rebounds in nine of his last 10 playoff games before this series. So six being the target here is not that out of the out of the norm. And I mean, the Lakers, I, I do like under in this game as they go back home. I think it's going to be more of a physical, low-scoring game. The Lakers, regardless of where they're playing, are allowing the third most boards per game in these playoffs, 47 per game, including the second most offensive rebounds per game. When they're at home, they're giving up 15 offensive rebounds. So Gordon is that energy guy. He's going to be slashing, crashing the glass at times. He's, again, indispensable for his defense. Only played 30 minutes per game in his last five regular season against the Lakers, but still got 7.2 rebounds in those games. So along with 14.2 points, I'm not messing with the points because his usage rate is so low, but I also think these rebounds are low. It's just a sign kind of because of what we saw in those first two games. But look, Jokic isn't going to grab 17 every game. Maybe he will actually again in this game, but I think it will be low scoring enough. There will be enough missed shots 
for Gordon to also get six or more or yeah, seven, eight easily. Um, if, if that's just the way the, the ball bounces. And so that's why I'm going with that one as well. I'm going to finish off this player props video talking about another guy who I faded in game two, and I'm coming back to him in game three. And that is Anthony, every other Davis, because he played so poorly offensively in game two. I'm going over on his points tonight uh, for Saturday's game over 24 and a half. You can still get that for minus one Oh five on bet MGM, putting a full unit on it. Um, I mean, look, let's just be honest. He has created a pattern that is not every single game, but basically if he doesn't score 20 points, this is a pattern. If he doesn't score 20 points in these playoffs, the very next game he comes back and he scores at least 30 uh, or 25, uh, at least 25. So, uh, you know, in this one for him to get 25 feels like a pretty, pretty solid play coming back home, just scored 18 points in game two. That was following 40 points in game one. The Lakers are going to come out firing. I mean, it's got to feel like a little bit closer to the end than it normally would. Like how far away is LeBron James from being sort of like the wily veteran that's just trying to chase another ring before he retires? Like eh, a couple years at, at the most. And, and that's wildly impressive. But the point is, is like this iteration of LeBron with this iteration of AD and a really solid cast at this point. Uh, and, and Austin Reeves, one of the more underpaid players for his value right now. Like how often, how long are they going to have this core squad together? I think they feel that pressure. And AD is a guy who has responded to that pressure, even though he has more time left in this league probably than LeBron. If he can stay healthy, he's got enough years, uh, you know, that he's younger than LeBron. Like he does bring it in these situations for LeBron and, and a little bit for himself as well, obviously, knowing that time is, is not always on his side, uh, especially with the injuries he's incurred. But point being, like when he scored less than 20 points, which has been five times in this playoffs before this last game too, the following five games after he did score less than 20 points each time, 31 and a half points per game in those uh, five games ensuing. That's in 38 and a half minutes per game over those five. Um, and that's with a 28 and a half percent usage rate over those five. Uh, he's getting to the line nine times a game. One of those was against the Grizzlies where he got 30 points with just three free throw attempts. Uh, you look at the other three games and he's averaging 11 free throw attempts per game. So like, you know, he, there, there's a lot of reason to, to believe in him outside of just that there's this correlation. I mean, there's something to when he is and is not, you know, it, it's there's something to be able to predict when he is and is not going to be bringing it in a game. Um, and this is just a backs against the wall situation where like he has, he should have more in his tank than LeBron will. Um, and it is a good matchup for him as they look to continue to try to kill Joker on defense to at least try to wear him out as much as you can, um, which I don't think will work uh, that well. I do think Joker's in line for another solid game on the road. Um, but that's also why I just like points in this game. So AD to get 25, like I don't necessarily want to mess with the rebounds when it's all the way up at 13 and a half for him, uh, just like it is for Joker. So I think going with the points with AD uh, in this one, as he continues to show, like he gets 25 at least uh, and 30 in four of those five when, you know, in, in one game after not scoring 20 points. So that is all the time we have for you in this play a props video. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Check out the best bets video we have up for you and stay tuned for Sunday's best bets and player props. And until we see you next. Happy